This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And by this we know that we have come to know him, if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. This is the word of the Lord. Very good morning to you all. I hope you had a fantastic Christmas yesterday. I hope the Lord blesses you going into 2022. Um, Where is time going? And I chose the text this morning because I wanted to reflect. I want us all to reflect this morning on where we are at the end of 2021 and how we are going to transition into 2022. And what is our um, aim? What is our focus in 2022? So, who can relate to any of these? How many of you on which day is New Year's Eve? Friday, will be sitting thinking, I need to do that next year. Maybe you don't know it yet. Bye-bye next Friday. You may want to start thinking of these things. What we're going to look at this morning is what I think the Bible teaches us should be our primary focus, our primary focus in life. Eating, watching TV, too much being angry, too much impatience, all the bad habits that we have, all of the stuff we want to, yeah, you know, do better, we want to do better in our own strength, and the stuff that we aspire to next year. We aspire to join a gym or if in my case, maybe go back to that gym membership that hasn't been used for goodness knows how long. Okay, but what we're going to look at today is how do we uh, manage our expectancies and our aims for 2022? Because I would like to ask, it's rhetorical, so 
no need to respond, but how many, any of you this morning have your Christian walk in mind? How many of you are at the cusp of the year from 2021 to 2022 that, that, that you know, moving into this, this new year, how many of you have your Christian walk, your journey, your trajectory in mind? And I think the Apostle John, writing to a, um, to a group of believers in around AD 90, so this, John was the final apostle at the time of writing this letter, I think gives us some real sobering advice about what we should be focusing on. What should be our focus moving in to 2022? This was the first, um, was clear in the first four verses. And this reiterates what Pastor Joseph spoke on yesterday. The reality of the birth, death, and ministry of Jesus Christ and his resurrection. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, we have seen uh, concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest and we have seen it. So building on Pastor Joseph's sermon yesterday, this is now post-ascension of Jesus. This is the truth. The truth that Jesus came and he came to do a work. And John is proclaiming that at the start of this of first of his three letters to the New Testament church. And he's writing with a purpose. So this is just by means of context setting. He's writing these things so that our joy may be complete. At this turn of year, with all that's happened in the last year, with all that is going on maybe in your lives, where is your joy? Where is your joy? What is your joy based on? So let's have a look through the text this morning and let's, um, let's think through these things. Let's wrestle with these things. I'll be asking some questions as we go through just for you to think. Think about what this means for you at the start of this new year. So note firstly um, in 1 John 1 verse 5, this is the message that we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. John starts the, the main teaching part of his letter with God. He starts with God. God as the benchmark. And as Pastor Joseph said yesterday, and it was really helpful to build on what was said yesterday, that contrast between light and darkness. God is light. That is, that is indisputable. John is stating it as a fact. And as a result, that should be our measure. And we cannot, as we heard yesterday, achieve uh, anything in our own power, in our own strength. We can only do it through the work of Jesus Christ. But we have a measure. We have a measure that we should aspire to. How do we know that? Because verse 7 from our text this morning, where it talks about God is light, God is that measure, John then applies that measure to us. But if we, we being all Christians, but if we walk in the light, the light being the measure, therefore we walk in it, we walk in accordance with it, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, 
and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all our sin. So we are to walk in contrast to God's uh, demands. And God demands that which his character is. And we see that all from the Old Testament. God's commandments reflect his character. And we, of course, know that we cannot, in our own strength, meet God's commands. But we are to aspire to be Christ-like, as he is in the light. See, Jesus Christ was the perfect reflection of what God wanted the perfect man to be. So our light, our measurement of our Christian walk, if we walk in the light, our measurement is Jesus Christ and that which he demands of us. My first rhetorical, that's probably my second now, my second rhetorical question to you this morning is, what is your walk with Jesus Christ like? What is your Christian walk like? Looking back on 2021, how well have you walked in the light of God? What does it mean? What does it mean to walk in the light? We get some inkling from all sorts of different other Bible verses. And I think one of the, one of the good rules in the Bible is if you, you find a challenging phrase to find out what the Bible says about what the Bible says. Scripture interprets Scripture. It's one of the rules of what we call hermeneutics, reading the Bible. So what does it say about light? What is, what is God's demands of us? Well, Paul mentions it in Romans chapter 13. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, quarreling and jealousy. You see, God's demands, the light requires moral perfection. Now already, if you're really thinking through what I'm saying, which I, I hope you are because it's God's word, if you're really thinking, you're thinking, whoa, hang on a second, that's a high standard for my Christian walk. That's a high standard. That's, that's, that's impossible. And you would be right. But John will help us out with that a little bit later. But we are to be aiming in the strength of God, to be replicating morality. Also, yeah, the word of God is a light to us. We are to be walking in the word of God. You see, because we don't understand God or his demands or what we need to do without really interrogating the word of God. The commandment is a lamp and the teaching a light and the reproofs of discipline are the way of life. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. My, I'm not keeping track with this, but for third, fourth rhetorical question this morning is, how well are you in your Bible? What has your Bible reading been like in 2021? How much have you searched the scriptures, had a Berean spirit, and searched the scriptures to see what be true? How dedicated are you to your Bible reading? 
the light that is mentioned here is absolute holiness and perfection. That is God's standard. And then John continues with what seems like a, let's, we can't achieve this. I mean, if we say we have fellowship with him, so if we, if we claim, and this, this was some of the stuff that was going on in John's day. There, there were people playing down. There were false teachers. He talks about them later on in, in, in the letter. There were those who were coming into the church who were playing down the whole doctrine of sin. They were playing it down. They were, they were, they, they were, it, it's not important. In fact, we don't really, we don't really want to acknowledge sin. If we say we have fellowship with him, if we claim the name of Jesus Christ, if we claim the name of Jesus Christ this morning, while we walk in darkness, darkness being the contrast to light, and as Pastor Joseph helpfully said yesterday in his sermon, for those who were here, darkness is being separated from God under the judgment of God, doing that which God does not want you to do. Anything that is not measured against God's standard, there is a danger you could walk in darkness. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, that walk, and, and you see the Christian life is a journey. It's a journey. It's, it's a progressive journey. We'll look at that in a moment or two. It's, it's, it's not a one experience and then go and do what you wish. It's a journey. And uh, John is talking here, where he talks about walking in the light or walking in darkness. He's not, he's not talking about, you know, if you sin, you are walking in the darkness. He's talking about a trajectory of your life. What is your trajectory? And I, I like that word to describe this because it's a where are we headed? What's our journey? What's our goal? What's our trajectory? Verse 6 is really sobering. Contrasting walking in the light with walking in the darkness. And what does walking in the darkness mean? John in his gospel says, Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and the people love the darkness rather than the light because their works for it were evil. You see, if you walk in the darkness, you are walking, as we heard yesterday, under the judgment of God. And as Alan talked so, so, so well earlier in his uh, chair in this morning, that, that we, are, we are born in darkness, we are born dead, we are born in sin, we are, have darkness as our position. Where are we headed? This may be, you may be thinking, whoa, this, this is a really encouraging sermon for the transition from Christmas to New Year. But there's so much in John's letter here that we should really, really understand. Verse 7. Verse 7 starts turning the, the tide. You see, we can never be good enough for God. We can never be perfect and we can never meet God's standard. We sin. Um, are we now condemned? Or, or, I mean, who in the last half an hour has sinned in thought, word, and deed? Or one of those. I'm sure we all have in some respect. Where is our hope? 
John starts encouraging us here in verse 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all our sin. We are to walk in the light, and we're going to explore what that means as we work through this. Very quickly, talking about the journey of the Christian life. This is just a little bit of theology to to, to throw into the middle of of the the Sermon on 1 John. You see, our, our Christian journey starts with justification. Okay, We are justified the moment we truly repent. Truly repent. That doesn't necessarily mean we follow some emotional song or some emotional pressure from a, you know, an emotional altar call, you know, and, or we come to Jesus because we think, what can we get from Jesus? No, we, if we come to Jesus truly, which means, yes, acknowledging our sin, acknowledging our darkness, acknowledging our position, we are justified one time. One moment in time, we are justified. And then in the future, when we, when, when we have the second advent, when Jesus comes again, we will, our bodies will be glorified. But there is a bit in the middle, which is from the moment of being saved to the moment you die or Jesus comes again. And that is the journey, the walking in the light, the journey of what we call sanctification. And that's what, and that's, that's what John is bringing out here when he talks about walking in the light. Walking on a trajectory towards being more Christ-like. And, and as we aim for Christ-likeness, which we cannot attain ourselves, if we die, if we die unexpectedly and there is unconfessed sin in our life, we are saved. If our trajectory is that which stems from a true repentance of sin, we are truly saved. Our Christian life is a journey, and it's a journey of ongoing sanctification. The Reverend William Taylor, who was uh, our rector at St. Helens Bishopsgate, he, he summed it up brilliantly one morning when he said, the more I grow in knowledge of God and his word, the more I see my need of a savior in Jesus Christ. Because the more you interrogate God's word and his Holy Spirit speaks to you through his word, the more you realize I need to lean more and more on the death of Jesus Christ to atone for my sin. You see, your journey of sanctification is an ongoing journey. It doesn't, you are not perfected. You are not perfected this side of heaven. However, and here's the brilliant, uh, and this is just a fantastic thought. We are perfected in God's sight because of the work of Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus Christ was the light. You see, Jesus Christ died on the cross to save us, his elect people. He died to save us. His death saved us. The perfect son of God, the light of the world took on darkness for that moment in time to atone for our sin. So if we are truly walking in the light, never lose your assurance that you are saved because 
God sees Jesus Christ and not you. He sees Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus Christ took your sin. I mean, do we reflect on this? And, and that should be a sobering thing to think about because if we really grasp the depth of Jesus' work on the cross, the depth of our depravity, the depth of our sin, but the holiness of Jesus Christ, we should be, if we are truly saved, we should be driven to say, I, I can't live in the darkness. I want to be walking in the light. I want to be walking with Jesus Christ. I want to be in step with the Spirit as J.I. Packer talks about it. I want to be continually understanding Jesus more. Rhetorical question, number whatever. Looking back in 2021, how have we walked in the light? How have we walked with Jesus Christ? How have we walked in his grace? How have we walked? What has our focus been? And if I am totally honest, I stand under the same, you know, condemnation, if you like. Not that there is any condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. But I stand, you know, feeling as bad about 2021 as maybe some or all of you do. Hasn't been good enough. But what is your trajectory? Christian life is a journey. We're not going to go through all of this. But, but if you want to know what walking in the, in the, what, what sanctification, walking in the light looks like, there's some just, and read Colossians 3 when you get home, but putting to death sin. You see, putting to death, note that, that Paul in Colossians is speaking to those who have been raised with Christ. Then he's telling them, put to death sin. You see, when you're saved by Jesus Christ, you start the journey of sanctification. You start walking. We are commanded to put to death that which is unholy in our lives. Where we are to, we are to lay it before Jesus Christ and ask for forgiveness. I'm not going to go through all of this, but just, just take a quick look. You know, obscene talk talk, um, you know, uh, put on then God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness. You see, you see, sin is not just not doing what God says you shouldn't do, but sin is also not doing what God says you should do. That's why, and again, I'm really pleased Alan used the, the prayer of confession this morning. You know, um, you know, we confess we have sinned against you in the evil we have done, and in the good we have not done. You see, we are to confess our sin. We are to be walking in the light. Walking in the light, my challenge to you in 2022, is being really, really, really aware of your sin. And your sin stopping you from having the real relationship with God that you should have as a saved Christian. Verse 16 there, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. You see, the word of God, if we are walking in the light, we are reading God's word, and the word of God will convict you, will challenge you. It will, it will sink into your heart, and it will, it will 
showcase, if that's the right word, showcase your sin. And in doing so, it will drive you to repentance. And Paul early in Colossians has said, so walk in him. You see, the Christian journey is a walk. Walk in him. My question to you this morning is, how have you walked in 2021? Have you walked with Jesus? My question, my follow-up question, will you walk with Jesus? Will you walk with God? Will you walk in the light in 2022? The reassurance John gives us, though, is fantastic. But if we walk in the light, back to our text, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. You see, walking in the light brings us together as a church. We are all sinners. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. But walking in the light brings us together. There's no hierarchies in a church. Yes, there are hierarchies in positions. There's clergy, bishops, archbishops, rectors, vicars, whatever. Okay, pastors, senior pastors, assistant pastors. There's, there's hierarchies of position. But in terms of our status before God, we are all sinners and all fallen short of the glory of God. We all need to confess and walk in the light. Note there, if we say we have no sin, and this was the challenge John was faced with at the time of writing, that there were people in the church Antichrists, he calls them later on in the, in the letter, those who are sneaking into the church to try and persuade people, actually, you know, sin's not important. In fact, you are sinless. Be wary of any Christian who claims perfection this side of heaven. Be wary of a Christian gospel that omits sin. Beware those who come to you say, I'm a Christian too. But don't name sin for what it is. Or can talk about sin that they have had in their life that they've been forgiven for. Another question to you this morning. Can you talk about the sin that you've been forgiven from? Because if that's not on your mind every time we do the confession and every day as you pray. I wonder what your trajectory is. And I wonder that about myself. We're called to. John tells us to. Never trivialize sin. Even as a Christian, never trivialize it. But what's interesting here is if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But verse 9 is, is, is a really interesting, just from, a, from a, the way that it's laid out in the Greek. If we confess our sins, so the word confess here is in the present tense in the Greek. So, so what John is saying is, is the confession is ongoing. As a Christian, you continue to confess. If you as a Christian are not confessing your sin, you're, you're disobeying what John is saying here. If we confess ongoing our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us. Forgive and cleanse are in the past tense. They have been done. It's been done. You see, we can confess our sins because we are forgiven. Because we have a true and faithful Lord and Savior who will heal us and rescue us from our sin. Really important that we, we, we grasp the Greek here. 
Confess is in the present. Continue to confess. That's why corporate confession is great for a church. But don't just do it once a week. 2022, let 2022 be a year where you are aware of your sin. You are aware of your walk. You are have it in mind. Whether it's the pastor, whether it's any of you, whoever, myself included, be aware of your sin. Why? Because our assurance is in Jesus Christ who has already paid for it and we have already cleansed from it. Which is why we have assurance that if we die, and I got asked this question years ago, oh, you know, which is, which is where the Roman Catholics go wrong, I think. You know, because, oh, if you haven't confessed your sin to a priest, you, you're outside. No, 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 no. If you're truly saved, you are saved, but you have a responsibility to keep walking in the light. You are to walk in confession. And notice the importance of that, again, in the repetition of verses 8 and 10. Never trivialize sin. As I draw to a close, some fantastic theology, and, and, and Vic is going to be preaching in a little bit more depth on this in a few weeks, so um, we look forward to that. But look at, look at, look at what, what John says here. My little children, I am writing to you these things so that you may not sin. But John is anticipating Christians will sin. We are not glorified yet. We don't have our glorified bodies. We are not, we are not removed from the world. Okay, we have our old bodies with our new uh, selves, our new creation. So what, what John does, and he assures us here, look, if any of you do sin, which inevitably you will, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. The, the, the word that's used in the Greek there, in the Greek there is helasmos, and, and it means an appeasement and a satisfaction. You see, there are some worlds of Christianity, loosely defined, who suggests that God just overlooks sin. God just overlooks it. God, you know, ah, okay, I'll just ignore it. No, God never ignores sin. You see, God takes sin really seriously. Hence, God sent Jesus Christ, who willingly went to be the substitutionary atonement, as we heard yesterday. The atonement for our sin. He paid it for it. Our sin is, doesn't come, our forgiveness of sin doesn't come without a cost. It came to a, came to a cost through Jesus Christ. God demands punishment for sin, but thankfully, praise God for Christmas and praise God for Easter and praise God for the ascension of Jesus Christ. Because we can be forgiven. Our walk in the light is guaranteed when we're truly saved because God will help us and support us. How do I know this? Well, he goes on to talk about that in verse 2. He is the propitiation for our sins. Not only for our sins, but the, for the whole world. 
He's our comforter. He's our advocate. He, and, and, and the idea of, 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 um, of atonement and advocacy, it's all legal jargon. Not jargon in, in a bad way, but, but it, it's, it's to do with our status in front of God. So we see, we see um, that God has saved us. He has atoned for us. He is our propitiation and he is also our advocate. He pleads before the Father for us. Are you struggling with sin? That sin that you think I can't get rid of. Hebrews chapter 4. Jesus Christ gets it. You see, that's why he is such a wonderful counselor and support. Jesus Christ, we can go to Jesus Christ in full confidence of his work. Remember, done, cleansed and forgiven, done. We can go to him and confess our sin and ask him in full confidence that we're not going to be wrapped over the head. He's actually going to get alongside us because he understands. This Jesus Christ understands where we are. And he, and, and, the writer of the Hebrews tells us there, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. How confidently do you draw near to God? Are there times in 2021 where you've thought, you, you know what, I'm, I'm, I just feel too bad. I, I can't go to God today because I've just had day after day after day where I've not read my Bible and I've not, I've done Stuff that I shouldn't have done. And, and I feel my, like my trajectory is moving. I, and you know what? I, I just don't feel today I can go to God. Let us with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. Because when we do, we find mercy and grace to help us in time of need. My encouragement to you going into 2022 as you walk in the light, as you walk in acknowledgement of sin, as you walk in the work of Jesus Christ, as you walk in your position as a justified Christian, and as you walk on the journey of sanctification, my encouragement to you is, don't let sin go unchecked. Never think you are too bad to go to God. Don't let sin fester. Don't let it grow. Deal with it. And go to Jesus Christ, because he is our loving Savior who died to forgive us for it. Now, if this is not, and you may have thought starting off, well, this is a bit of a, you know, this is not, this is happiness. This is good news. Pastor Joseph touched on it yesterday, and we're expanding on it today. That move from darkness to light is such a powerful picture of how we can approach 2022 as Christians, in confidence, knowing that Jesus Christ has saved us. Drawing things to a close. Verses 3 to 6. By this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. You see, we are to keep God's commandments as well. Rhetorical question for 2021. How well did you keep the commandments of God? Okay, you may not have murdered anyone, I hope. You may not have committed adultery. You may not have lied. But remember, if you say you are without sin, the truth is not in you. 
And we've already heard that we are all still sinning. The commandment of God is to confess your sins and come to Jesus Christ and walk in the light. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. As we move into 2022, let's think, what is our trajectory? How much are we obeying God? How well are we obeying him? By this we may know. See, John wants to give us assurance. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. That's Jesus. Jesus was our picture of light. God is light. Jesus Christ was the light of the world. The light dispelled the darkness. As we go into 2022, how much are we looking to Jesus Christ? How much are we, be, we growing in our sanctification? How much are we becoming more Christ-like? And where we aren't, how much are we going to God, going to Jesus Christ, confessing that, asking for forgiveness, and seeking God's help? That will be what gets us through 2022 as Christians. Despite everything that's going on in the world, the madness, what will get us through is growing in Jesus Christ, growing in the light and understanding that if we are saved, we can come to Jesus Christ because he is a forgiving savior. But we must never trivialize sin. What will be your trajectory? Let me pray. Almighty God, we thank you and praise you for Christmas, where the light of the world came to dispel darkness and to offer hope to humankind. We thank you for your forgiveness bought for us on the cross, not without cost, bought for us through Jesus Christ. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit who convicts us of our sin and points us to Jesus Christ, the light of the world, and as the body of Christ, who are to be Christ-like to the world today. We pray that you will help us in 2022 to look back on 2021 and say, yep, I need to confess that I have not lived in accordance with God's word and his expectations, but with confidence knowing that we cannot lose our salvation as long as we are truly saved and we truly acknowledge what sin is. So help us to confess our sin and be faithful to you this coming year. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.